When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We had a blast at StarCast 6. A huge thank you to everyone who attended. And if you want to relive our stage show experience, you can with Premier Streaming Network. Over 20 stage shows took place StarCast weekend. From comedy shows, design panels, musical performances, talk shows, and more. Including a live edition of AEW Unrestricted with CEO Tony Khan. Sign up for Premier Streaming Network today. And check out the shows available now on demand and in HD. And if you sign up today, you'll get two months free of Premier Plus. Enjoy the amazing lineup of content that Premier Streaming Network offers, including all five previous StarCast stage show lineups. Hundreds of hours of fantastic wrestling content at your fingertips. Visit StarCastOnPremiere.com. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, the 1A of Tag Team Wrestling. He's our television champion. He's the enforcer. He's double-A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, just back from Orlando, Florida. How are you, my friend? Uh, we had a great time. Met some fans uh, that we hadn't met before. We were They put us up in an awesome hotel. Uh, the Hyatt really was five stars. And uh, had three, three days of meeting folks and... Uh, we had a great time. What a beautiful way to spend Labor Day weekend down there with some family. I'm sure you saw some old friends. Uh, I got to say, I, I noticed that Miss Charlotte saw your family. She posted some p pictures with uh, her and your wife and Brock and all that. So I, it's always got to be cool to connect with friends and family at these things. Yeah, we're really close to Ashley. And Aaron's like a you know, second mom to her. And uh, they had a great day together. They really did, and uh, that's always good stuff. Man, that's awesome to hear, and I'm, I'm so glad that you got to enjoy that. And uh, listen, if you missed that opportunity, don't worry, because Tony Hunter is a busy guy keeping you busy, aren't you? And, uh, and Brock, and for instance, next week, for the first time ever, September 15th through 17th, you and Brock are going to be a part of GraniteCon in New Hampshire for the first time ever. Uh, so make sure you check out GraniteCon.com. Don't miss a single uh, opportunity to meet AA. But man, uh, you're a, you're staying busy, isn't Tony Hunter? Just he's keeping your calendar full. Yes, yes, he sure is, and we're much appreciated of that. We haven't been up north and done one of these in that area of the country ever, and so Brock and I are really looking forward to that, and it's going to be a blast. 
Guys, listen, you always know you can start off the show, and we're going to do our best as Arn's calendar fills up to make sure that you're aware as soon as possible where he and Brock are going to be at next. Um, so, yeah, check it out. If you're in the Northeast, you have the opportunity, like he said, uh, never gets up that way. Make sure you take the opportunity. Again, it's granitecon.com, and it's uh, the weekend, September 15th through 17th, and uh, you're going to enjoy that. Arn, I also wanted to remind our listeners about arnlinks.com. And this is the website you want to check out for all things Enforcer. We have links to our social media. The entire episode library is there. Uh, but also, more importantly, we have the merch store that everybody has been raving about. I get comments on it all the time. You talk about the horseman jackets. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the horseman jacket over my shoulder, the horseman hat, the shirts that Arn and I are wearing. Um, lots of colors, lots of designs. Uh, we've teased some brand new designs that are coming uh, to the store, and they are. Be, be patient, but they're coming. I know uh, our merchandise folks, they've been busy with Starcast but they're getting back in the swing of things. So keep an eye out on the site for some more designs. And uh, Arn, I know you're digging all this new merch and, and some of the designs. I sent you one that J.D. Hoop, our guy, did that's coming to the store soon. And you're looking, I mean, 100% ripped and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind them making me look better than I do. That's all right. <laughs> Who would? Yeah, but they I know. Really, really do professional work, and it's, uh, it's good stuff. Well, Arn, let's uh, let's dig into it. And uh, as I said, as most people have figured out and are aware that listen to our show, you and I get together and record two episodes at a time. That's been our routine. That's been our schedule. And sometimes, as a result of that, there's some a lot that can happen uh, from time to time between the last time we record and this time when we record. And that's the case this time around. And uh, that we are going to spend this show talking about two amazing talents that we lost uh, since you know since the last few weeks. One, Terry Funk. He's a real legend, an icon in this business. Passed away at the age of 79, and then on the same calendar week, the wrestling world also lost Wyndham Rotunda, known to the larger wrestling uh, community as Bray Wyatt. Again, amazingly talented, a creative man um, who made the most of his opportunities, I think it's fair to say. But unlike Terry here, Arn Bray was only 36 years old. And uh, with your connection to both these guys, we thought, hey, this is the right thing to pause the walk through your career and take time to honor these two legends today. And I don't think we're going to be able to do it justice no matter what we do. Those two guys are, God, they're such huge, huge parts in, of the business uh, throughout, you know, from Terry's first day on the job till currently, and it's it's hard to do them justice. We will do our best, but man, two losses losses of the business, right, bang bang, just like that. Whew. Yeah, tough, tough. It certainly is, and Arn, we are going to do what we do here on this show, and that's really look at them from through the lens of what they meant to our audience as professional wrestlers. And we have more clips than we normally do uh, in a show, but it's going to be some fantastic audio, some stuff that Richard Land, our guy, has really dug up. I'm talking about some real audio video gold. If you watch on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. But, I mean, we have a promo from Terry Funk from Georgia Championship Wrestling, one of his first promos. Uh, so we're going to jump in with Terry first, who, quite frankly, we could spend the entire rest of this year talking about him and still not cover it all. 
the son of Dory Funk Sr. and brother of uh, Dory Jr. He began wrestling in 1965, and he and Dory Funk Jr. captured the NWA world title during the 1970s, making them the only brothers uh, to ever hold those tit the title. And then Terry's run ended after over 400 days at the hands of Harley Race, the toughest man walking God's green earth, Arn. And uh, Terry and Harley, they had an amazing rivalry, fought memorable <laughs> matches all over the company. Uh, Terry became known for that wild, unpredictable style. And he was a hardcore, uh, he was hardcore before hardcore was, was in vogue, if you will. And he would captivate us with his work, his promos, his character work. And uh, that's what we're going to focus on in our discussion with Terry. And I'm going to show you some clips and I'm going to ask you for some thoughts and feedback as we, we do this. And uh, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, Nature Boy Ric Flair, as well as you, all had some big-time interaction with Terry Funk. And uh, we also know he was very busy in Japan as well. So uh, it's going to be a good show this week. Can't wait. Well, uh, let's start it off, because Dusty and Terry had an incredible feud, and one of the most important pieces of the feud was the promo. Uh, as many of uh, we've watched in the 80s, the promo, so important. In our first clip of the week, we have both Terry and Dory confronting Dusty Rhodes on an episode, as I said, of Georgia Championship Wrestling and a response from Dusty Rhodes. And this is uh, clip one of this week. Here we go. ...to receive a videotape from Terry Funk from Texas. Suddenly, I have both Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk with me. Nonetheless, gentlemen, I cannot interrupt our format, so we're going to take a look at this tape uh, that came uh, from you, from Amarillo. Uh, and I would like to say that Championship Wrestling is not responsible, nor is Channel 17, for the actions and the comments of this man. Let's go to Amarillo. You know, mental preparation, that's what's important in the world today, is mental preparation. And whenever I want to get right mentally, what do I do? I come to the Amarillo dump. <laughs> the Amarillo dump reminds me of Atlanta, Georgia. And I go ahead and I get a lot of satisfaction out of shooting a few rats that are running around. And speaking of rats, I understand that Dusty Rhodes is trying to file on me for attacking him with a deadly weapon. Well, this is not the deadly weapon I attacked him with. The deadly weapon I used on Dusty Rhodes is my mouth. And I can destroy him because the truth destroys everyone whenever it is the truth. And what I say about him being an egg-sucking dog is the absolute truth. Speaking of a few rats, how about Jack and Jerry Briscoe? Anytime you put a Texan against an Oklahoman, there's extreme hatred from the Oklahoma side because they can't stand it because fellas like Junior and I are Texans and we are superior to those silly, stupid Okies. <laughs> Well, all right, now, what I'm confused about and curious about is why are you two here? 
Why am I here and Junior here? I'll tell you why. But first of all, where is Dusty Rhodes? Where's he? Does he have another film clip of himself? Or is he going to send another telegram up here? Let's face the facts. We ran him out of Georgia. He doesn't have enough guts to come back within the state. And besides that, we sent him to Wheeling. We sent him to Wheeling, and that's not West Virginia either. We went, sent him to Wheeling dirt and garbage where he should be because he never was a wrestler. Uh, really, I, I don't think we need to pursue this. We have a television program. We have matches upcoming. I've got Jack and Jerry Briscoe going against Taro Tanaka and Killer Khan. That is the biggest surprise. A bunch of surprises on Georgia wrestling today because my brother and I bought Jack and Jerry. Not Jack and Jerry's, of course not. We bought the two Orientals contract, Khan and Tanaka. That's right, Junior. We bought their contract. Now we're going to prove to the people who is the number one in the United States right here on national television. Bring on the Briscoes. You do have, well. We, all right. Bring them on. All right, we gentlemen. We've got the contract. My brother Terry eliminated Dusty Rhodes. We're after the Briscoes now. We're going to show who's the number one family of professional wrestling. Let's go, Terry. All right, gentlemen, there you have it. So, uh, certainly another amazing uh, turn of events here. Uh, Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. having bought the contracts of Taro Tanaka and uh, uh, Killer Khan. That means that all we're waiting for now is for Jack and Jerry Briscoe to appear uh, in, uh, in the ring. So we'll be waiting uh, for that. Let's turn it to the ring. It's... All right. The Funk Brothers in there. They're in there waiting now for the Briscoe. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wahoo McDaniel and Dusty Rhodes. Wahoo McDaniel and Dusty Rhodes just charged the ring in their street clothes. Wahoo McDaniel and Dusty Rhodes pounding away at Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. And it is uh, Dusty Rhodes after ripping that shirt off of Terry Funk and Terry Funk while McDaniel's catching Dory Funk. And what a wild, wild scene we have here now. Complete chaos in Bedlam as Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, and Chief Wahoo McDaniel are absolutely annihilating Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr. And it is... When you talk about... Uh, Sudden amazing surprises. Dory Funk Jr. hurdled over that top rope. Terry Funk hurdled out. And uh, we're trying to get this ring area cleared at this time. Trying to get things straightened out and cleared away. And uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be back. We'll be back in just a moment. So I'm referring, of course, to Dusty Rhodes on my right, Wahoo McDaniels on my left. Terry Funk! said, where's Dusty Rhodes? All these weeks, where's Dusty Rhodes? Where's the American dream? I'm gonna cut and dry this damn thing right now. It's just as simple as this. Whoa, McDaniel, come all the way from Hollingen, Texas last night. All the way from Hollingen to be with Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. Worldwide, nationwide. And Terry Funk and Dory Funk Jr., you talk about dumps. You talk about eight sucking dogs. Oh, suck!
fuck on what happened now, baby. That's what it's all about. This man and me are brothers. We're brothers, baby. That's what it's all about. And it's pretty obvious, too, that you uh, uh, took the Briscoe's place here today and cleared the ring in very, very, very short order indeed. Uh, there's no question about it, but I understand tomorrow night. That's right. You know, we bought up for contract. I don't know what it costs because I'll leave all my high financing to this man. He wants to be have his picture taken in a dump. Well, I'll tell you one thing. This man and I are familiar with that dump. We know right where it is. And I'll tell you, it will be very easy tomorrow night for him and I to put Dory Funk Jr. and Terry Funk right back in that dump in Canyon, Texas. It is a shame that it's come down to this. Talking about one of the beautifulest cities in the world. Right here, Atlanta, Georgia. The Atlanta Army. Tomorrow night, me and Wahoo McDaniel against the Funks. And I can guarantee you this, Terry Funk, I'm going for your arm, daddy. I'm going for your arm. Me and Wahoo McDaniels are brothers to all. We are all family, and tomorrow night in the army, all of our family will be there. Get ready, you'll only have one arm when you come out of that match, and that is a promise. Wow. See you tomorrow night. Arn, I don't know what I enjoyed more, watching all that go down or watching your face watch it all go down. Did you have fun with that or what? <clears throat> Now I'm, now I'm back in the mind of a teenager. Yes, sir. Watching this is a huge fan. I mean, I thought I was going to get the Funks and the Briscoes, double end around. What do you get? That's right. Wahoo. Dusty Wahoo. Huge star power. Air all over the place. Unbelievable. And just Gordon Soley, your guy on the mic. I was just fixing to say, and on top of all that, maybe one of the best, certainly if not the best announcer ever. Him and JR got to be neck and neck, you think? Oh, absolutely. So good. The angle was hot. And I want to ask your opinion because we're going to keep talking about Terry and Dusty. I want to get your opinion on Terry. His promo, his ability to cut a, uh, memorable promos. Is there one thing in particular about him, about Terry and his promo style that just made him successful? Like We're hanging on every word that he says. Because it's so random. There is no no point A to point F. It goes point A to point G to X back to B. <laughs> he's, right. The thing about Terry is he's all over the place, and you just can't look away. Arm, we're going to pause and talk about our favorite sponsor once again this week. That's right. It's Blue Chew time. And they're here to make sure you're delivering that spine buster, putting that spine to the pine every single time the right way and making sure you're prepared to do so. And they have a special offer for the listeners of the Arn Show. Isn't that right, Arn? Arn? Well, guys, Arn's not around right now. I think he's taking care of business, if you know what I mean. And I want to make sure you have the opportunity to take care of business, too. Guys, Blue Chew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office. We talk about it every single week. No weird conversations. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. And remember the biggest perk and benefit of this, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So listen, go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. They're just gonna ask you a few questions, make sure you're good, your health's in order, and you can take it. And once they verify that, it's gonna be at your door within days, all done online, very easy. And if you don't like swallowing pills, no big deal. 
The tablets are chewable, very easy to consume. So give it a try, guys. Listen, we hear a lot of folks that listen to our show that have reached out to us uh, directly through our show DMs and said, guys, you are spot on with what you've been talking about with Blue Chew. We have a lot of fun with it on the show, but I'm telling you, it takes away the worries, the anxiety, the stress, and helps you perform the way you want to perform, like a Hall of Famer, like Arn Anderson. So there you go. Check it out. BlueChew.com can make sure you're able to perform at your very best every time you get the opportunity to have fun. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code ARN. That's right. Just those three letters. A-R-N. Check out. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. BlueChew.com. Promo code ARN to receive your first month free. Once again, go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Absolutely right. And what an angle. And by the way, Terry Funk and Dusty took their feud across the country and the blood feud printed money everywhere in championship wrestling from Florida. And that leads up to a cage match. Terry cuts a promo on the American dream. And in our second clip of the week, we're going to listen to Terry Funk and what he said leading up to that cage match against Dusty Rhodes. I'm getting cold chills just watching this stuff. This is classic wrestling and uh, promo school right here. Here we go. This is from Terry Funk in the promo. Do you realize what the final conflict is? That's when it all goes. That's when there's no children left. That's when somebody pushes the red button. Well, the red button's been pushed more than once between Dusty Rhodes and myself. It was pushed several years ago whenever he damaged my eye. He pushed the red button in. But I let it go. Later on, he pushed the red button again whenever he took the world championship from me, cost it to me. But I let it go. Later on, he double-crossed me right in the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg. And I let it go. But now I'm not. Because you people are going to see the final conflict the conflict that ends it all because I am not ever going to face that pig faced egg sucking dog again. I am going to beat him. 
and I am prepared to take care of him, beam like a dog, and I promise you that I can take more punishment than any, any man in the world, and I'm going to take care of Cedro Rhodes if it's the last thing that I do. Holy shit. Talk about intensity. Who would not be terrified of that man? He, yeah. Horror I mean, movie stuff. I mean, you know that he's off his rocker. There is no doubt. But you know what? For him, it's all about intensity, and it's it sh it's, gets the point across. It gets his message across. The violence that you can expect to see in that cage match now. You're anticipating violence like you've never seen before. What can younger wrestlers learn from Terry as far as you know making things into personal issues and why that's so important? It goes back to that, be different. You know, you tell young guys ask, you have any uh, advice for me? No matter what, it, whether it's your promo, whether it's your look, whether it's your working style, in Terry's case, it's probably all of that rolled into one. Just be different. Be completely different from everybody else, and people will remember you. That promo, Terry Funk is probably the only guy of that time period that could have pulled that off. And when it's over, you just go, wow. Yeah, I'm scared, and I got to watch. I got to see that cage match. I believe, I believe when he says it's going to be violent, I believe him. Well, we're going to fast forward a little bit here as we go through his uh, his journey, and we're going to go to 1989, R, and it's arguably Nature Boy Ric Flair's best year in wrestling. And during the first half of the year, Flair and Steamboat, they created a trilogy of matches that 30-plus years later, still the gold standard for trilogies. But following that third match in Nashville, Terry attacks Ric Flair after Flair just brushed off Ric's uh, a Funk's challenge. And the attack includes the innovative spot where Terry executes the pile driver on Flair on a table, and then the violence just picks up from there. And in our third clip of the week, we have one of the many attacks Terry committed on Flair as part of this program, and we're calling this one the plastic bag. Here we go. We'll get, we'll try to tear it up. We can't take this break. 
We have to. We, we'll be back. Don't go away. We'll keep our cameras taping. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Arn, I think at this point, for those that didn't really follow Terry Funk's career, now you're starting to understand why everyone said middle-aged and crazy. A plastic bag over somebody's head, it starts off, you go, and then you go, damn, I guess he can't breathe underneath there. I mean, that's, it's, a, it's violence without being higher impact, I guess, is what a, the word I'm looking to use. Yeah, no, you're right. And for those that aren't watching on YouTube, by the way, Terry Funk just tried to kill Ric Flair. Yep, by choking him with a plastic bag, take take away his oxygen. What's interesting here is, Arn, less than a year ago, Dusty Rhodes was fired because he allowed the Road Warriors to spike him in the eye, and he bled on television. You know, same company, less than a year later. No one else, though, other than Terry Funk, probably gets away with this, right? Yeah, no joke. Yeah, he's probably the only guy that could have pulled it off and made it go from almost being a ha-ha spot to being something entirely different. Absolutely. The blow-off arm to this program takes place, Clash of the Champions 9. It's Troy, New York, November 89. Uh, Funk and Flair would compete in a very memorable I Quit match. People still, I'm sure there are several of our listeners that have went back and watched that match. Uh, we have the ending of it. It's our fourth clip of the week, and we're going to take a look at this from New York Knockout. But he's trying to escape. He's lifting on one leg. And Flair jumped on his back right down the aisle. It will not be left unresolved, that's for sure. One man is going to be forced to quit. Flair has got that leg. A fox comes right down across his own thigh muscle. I'll tell you, people, can, there's critics of wrestling. But anybody that's watching this right now, they're seeing two of the greatest that this sport has ever known, and they're letting it all out. They're giving it all to you. And here's Gary Hart is very, very anxious at ringside. And Funk up in the air. Vertical suplex. We talked about it being humiliating for Terry Funk. skinhead there? Yeah, he stands to lose a meal ticket. And a, and a little bit of his face, and a new face wouldn't hurt him. As a matter of fact, as you're he's trying to get the figure four, Gordon. And Funk is fighting it. He knows the devastating power of that figure four, and uh, uh, gouge into the eye. Yes, sir. The nature boy may not be saying that. Oh, I'll tell you something. To think that we may be seeing the last. Flair now moving like a man with uh, just a crazed inspiration. Bump's chest is a battered red and blue. The confusions are going on. There it is. There it is. He's got the figure four. That puts pressure on five different points. The pain is intense. Never. Never. Yeah, and we're liable to hear a leg snap too. No. No. 
He's got that thing locked completely in. He's got it deep, deep in there. Gordon, have you ever seen him last this long in the figure four? It can be reversed. It can be reversed. But I... Yes, I quit. He said it. He said it. I can't believe it. Gary Hart is living, but Ric Flair has won it. Gary Hart just can't believe what's happened. He did it. Terry Funk said. So, I'm going to shake his hand like I said. You're a hell of a man, Ric Flair. No better than me. Wow, what a violent confrontation those two guys had. Every aspect of the program, violence, Arn. You know, I'm a detail guy. I love details, good or bad. They tell a lot of the story. The first time Rick went for the figure four, Terry fighting it off and blocking yes. it. Did you hear the crowd? Yeah. They got they got it. They knew mm-hmm. if he got that old It was over. It's over. And just fighting it and blocking it and making Rick have to work for it was so much part of the story. Which then was. Yeah, because you know, once he slaps it on, Terry's most likely gonna quit. Yeah. Yeah, and Terry's selling is just, you know, He's in there after that, and Rick was chopping him, and he was making those wild haymakers, you know, just kind of just just slinging, punching him in the head. It was not pretty, but it was Terry Funk at his finest. Not pretty, but effective, and it, I think it also lends itself to that realism, that real craziness of Terry panic. Funk. Panic, yes. panic, panic. Frenetic. It's unbelievable. Uh, Flair has said multiple times, Arn, I want to ask you about this, that Funk often pushed the things he did inside the program beyond the line to the point where it made Flair nervous and and angry sometimes working with him. Even so, they had great chemistry and gave us so many memorable matches. Have you ever worked with anybody that you thought might have taken things all the way to the edge, if not too far? Uh, Not like Rick is meaning where Terry is yeah. concerned. I think he truly did, had no idea what was coming next. And you got to be a cool, cool character and just go with the flow. Not many guys could have followed Terry Funk. Not many guys could have been in a match with Terry Funk and got out of him what Rick did and vice versa. Terry was just one of those guys that you he was going to do whatever popped in his head. And you just better, ta- you know, grab his coattails and tag along. And owners and bookers were good with it. You know what I mean? That's what made him a draw. Yeah. It wasn't his one loss record, I'm sure. Terry's not a guy that had to win to stay over. He just had to beat Terry Funk. We want to pause this episode of Arn to talk to you about something Arn and I are very passionate about, and that's sleep quality. And if you're waking up too hot or too cold, we highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. 
They're inspired by NASA. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? That's freaking gross. That can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just, that's awful. Nobody wants that. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters, and it prevents 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. The self-cooling properties for better quality sleep are where it's at. They use silver-infused fabrics, as I said, inspired by NASA. And uh, the Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. You've heard Arn and I talk about it before. We like it cold and dark in the rooms. That's how the horsemen liked it after they were done a busy night. And that's how you'll enjoy it too. And you can get it right here. Again, very clean, bacteria free. So go to trymiracle.com slash Arn to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code ARN at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Listen, Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you're going to get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made right now. Go to trymiracle.com slash ARN and use the code ARN to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash ARN and treat yourself to a great night's sleep. And we want to thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode of The ARN Show. Did uh, Now listen, you and Tully, obviously, you're in WWF in 1989. Did you ever talk to Flair about this rivalry at all about Funk and him? No, there were no cell phones and stuff like that. Sure, were, you know you're gonna be on the phone in those days, but you got it through the through the grapevine. Like after they would have a big show, we would just anybody hear what the other guys did last night, and somebody would have it through the grapevine. Once they got home, somebody that went to the to the show would call somebody else who went to. You know, was had a, a line with somebody in the other company, and it was one of those type deals. Okay. Well, listen, finally, uh, we're going to talk about the stud stable in WCW, led by Colonel Robert Parker. Uh, the group included Bunkhouse Buck, Jimmy Golden, Mang, Terry Funk, and you, after you turned on Dustin Rhodes at Bash at the Beach 1994. We're going to get there as we continue to go through your career. But this would lead to the stud stable taking on Dusty, Dustin, and the Nasty Boys in the war games as part of Fall Brawl 94. But before the war games, the stud stable conducted an interview as part of the September 17th, 1994 Saturday Night Show. And then they had a warm-up match. And in our fifth clip of the week, let's take a look at this segment from Saturday night. Here we go. What's your blood pressure? Well, my blood pressure's perfect. Now, what about your heart? <laughs> well, you're asking me about my heart. My heart's in perfect condition. And uh, your health in general. How's your health in general? Why are you asking me all these questions? What are you getting to here? I'll tell you what I'm getting to. Just before we went on the air, I was handed a note from the executive board here at World Championship Wrestling. And Robert Parker, Colonel Robert Parker, I want to paraphrase what they have said. Coming up at Fall Brawl, the War Games, 
Ming no longer will be allowed to wrestle in your foursome. And instead, they have ordered the directive. Wait a minute. Are you trying to say that he's not in the... I know he's in the We know where... Take a look right there. Read that. Colonel Parker, they have instructed us that you're going to be the fourth man in this group. I don't even know no pair of cards. I'm no professional. Let's reread that all. Okay. Take a look at it. There's three paragraphs. My face blushing red. Oh, no. Don't look good at all. Oh, my heart. Don't look good. Get home. Arn Anderson. Now, who pulled this crew off? Who pulled this crew off, Jude Uncle? Come on, this man is out of control. Don't you touch me. I'll get lawyers. You have screwed up the hornet's nest. And we are back. Eight-man tag team action coming your way. And this one is going to blow the roof off the worldwide arena here at Disney MGM, Bobby. Let me get something straight now. At War Games, we're going to see two rings. That's right. Eight men. Absolutely. With a steel cage over both rings with a top on it. Boy, you've been, you've been paying attention. Well, I want to see something like that. I've never seen a match like this. This is like eight wild animals in a kennel, right? This, well, a, I wouldn't call it a kennel. Well, that's what it is. They can't get in or out. It's going to be a tremendous, tremendous event, and I can't wait to see Dusty Rhodes and Colonel Parker and Terry Funk and the whole crew. Hey, and don't forget Arn Anderson and Dustin Rhodes. Well, that's going to that's gonna be the turning point right there. How is Dustin going to really be able to do teamwork? Is Dusty Rhodes going to be able to do teamwork? Or when they see Arn Anderson, are they going to snap? It's just going to be a brawl. That's all. Yeah, you, if you're going to watch this for, to see toe holes and arm bars, forget it. Terry Taylor tags in. Steve Collins checks out. Collins did very well for himself. You know, he's a lifeguard. You see him every once in a while out there around the Baywatch set. He's a great athlete. Arn Anderson, though, he's spending all his time mouthing at the crowd. What's that about? Hey, did you see Parker? Did you look at the eyes of Colonel Parker? He's scared to death. Well, of course. The man's, the man's in it. He's not even in the wrestling tights. And they force him into something like this, he could get hurt. Look at him. He knows it's going to be shaking big time this weekend at Fall Brawl as Arn Anderson pummels Terry Taylor. Taylor backed into the corner. What are you saying? That the Colonel could be extra crispy or original, right? Yeah, I think he's going to be cooked one way or the other. Arn Anderson driving shoulders into the lower abdomen of Terry Taylor. Referee trying to get him out of the corner, but uh, Arn Anderson, I've said this before, knows more ways to break more bones than anybody in the sport of professional wrestling. I think he's got Anderson. a few ideas. Wait, 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 there's Dusty Rhodes. Hey, cut a park off. Cut a park off, brother. It's a pride shame. I'm here in my rocking chair with my boys. Nasty boys. You know what? I'm rocking and rolling right here. It's a shame, Kutapaka. You now in the war games? You now inside? Oh, my Lord. All I need is this rocking chair, brother, because yours are mine. You better have a title to pay turf, folks. Arn Anderson, we all going to 
put you in a rocking chair right there. Uh, look at him. Oh, look, look at him. He be silent. Bring him out of here. We be out there. War games. We be out there. Yeah. I'm resting. I'm resting. Yeah. We resting, nesting. Yeah, baby. We got him now. War games. Let me get up here. boys, Dustin Rhodes, they are right. Hey, you saw what happened the last time Dusty Rhodes brought a chair to the ring. Remember that with Ming? Oh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> I love it. Now, was that Dusty Rhodes sitting in that chair, or was that Fred Sanford in a cowboy hat? Hey, it was Dusty Rhodes. He is ready. Well, he better get a sidecar for that rocking chair to put his punk kid in it, and he better get a U-Haul trailer to put the nasty boys in it. He thinks he's going to get by Aaron Anderson, Bunkhouse Buck, and Terry Funk. And Colonel Parker, he's badly mistaken. Yeah, but wait a minute, you saw the, I mean, you saw the look on Colonel Parker's face. He's scared to death. And I'll tell you what, Terry Funk didn't look like the epitome of confidence either. Well, every time a Funk sees a Rhodes or a Rhodes sees a Funk or an Anderson, they just lose all track of what's going on. They snap. But I'll tell you something, I'm not concerned about the Colonel getting hurt because he's going to come up with something. He's a very, very smart man, and he'll always have the last laugh on you. I can't wait. We're going to hear from Hulk Hogan. He's got a big surprise for Ric Flair, an announcement for Ric Flair. That's coming up at Fall Brawl this weekend. Ric Flair, of course, is going to be, he's going to have to respond. You've got this double cage family feud going on. We've got a heck of an eight-man tag team main event right here on Worldwide. This is too good to be true. Well, that's why we're number one, Shivani. Oh, Shivani? You guys told me here to say I can't tell you apart. Tag is made. Bunkhouse Buck checks in. Irish whip. You're a lot younger, though. Well, he's taller than I am, too. Big right hand from Bunkhouse Buck. And Kurt, oh, now Parker gets in. Put the boots on, Oh, yeah. We're going to see what he's all about. Kick him in the gizzard. Hey, last time I saw him in a ring, he was in a chicken suit. Well, now you're seeing him again. Oh, look at this. One, two, three. Oh, he's a man. Take Ladies a look and at gentlemen, Colonel here Sanders. are your winners, Colonel Robert Parker's stud stable of Terry Funk, Funkhouse Buck, and the enforcer, Arn Anderson. I'm not going to take anything away from their opponents, but Anderson, Funk, Ming, Funkhouse Buck, wait till they get in the ring with the Rhodes and the Nasty Boys. It's going to be an entire... Arn, that was fun. From the promo at the beginning to the match, and Road Dog, you he was in the match too. What did you think about that? I, I mean, do you have any memories of your time working with Terry in the Sud Stable? Uh, it was limited. It was just a few times. It wasn't very long, but I just when you're up on the apron watching him do all that stuff, it's even crazier than when you're watching on TV or sitting in the audience. He just, you could just tell nobody was home. You look at those eyes and nobody there. And that's, that's a, was a blessing, I guess, and maybe a curse sometimes. Who knows? We, uh, that was a lot of fun. And as I said, we could spend the end of the year, uh, till the end of the year, speaking about Terry Funk. And uh, we just really scratched the surface today. But uh, wanted to uh, give you the opportunity, Arn, to watch some fun clips and talk about a little bit of his history and the impact that he had on the business. But we're going to move on, and we're going to talk a little bit now about Wyndham Rotunda, the man that we know and love thanks to his portrayal of Bray Wyatt 
And, uh, man, I got to start with his pedigree. You talk about Black Jack Mulligan as his grandfather, his father, Mike Rotunda, his uncle, Barry Windham, and, his, of course, his brother, Bo Dallas. Uh, Bray entered the WWF originally as part of the Nexus group, which was led by Wade Barrett. Uh, once the group dissolved, though, Wyndham was repackaged and would become the cult leader, Bray Wyatt. The very first time we would see the Wyatt family is May 28, 2013 in a vignette. And we actually have that very first clip from May 28, 2013. We're going to watch this together, and then uh, we're going to have you talk a little bit about Bray, Arn, because I know you worked very closely with him in your time there. So let's check it out. Hey, you want to say something? Really scary? <laughs> we live in a world where society has poisoned the souls of men. It hovers over them like a dark cloud and they can't do anything about it because they're just a regular everyday working class. People like me, like me, like me. They get down on their hands and knees and they whisper these little lies and secrets into their ears. But I have a secret of my own! And what are you going to do? do when they decide it's time? We are the ones. When they start to walk upright. The ones you've been told about. And we are walking upright. What are you going to do? Well, I know what you're going to do. Run. You're going to tell them we're coming. Run. Now send us someone. Just don't send anyone you want back. Witness the new face of fear. And everywhere that Mary went. sure to go <laughs> we're coming Arn he had the look the hat the music the beard what a way to introduce this group and I'm hoping that we can just start off with uh, maybe a little insight or a little background about your relationship while working with with Bray Wyatt well after the shut the Nexus down and everybody kind of went their own way. That character, Bray Wyatt's, was not created in a book in meaning. It wasn't someone taking you aside and going, here's what you're going to be, your name's Bray Wyatt, here's going to be your style, this is what you're going to say. He created all that, you know, and I don't think he gets enough credit for the fact that he created that character, I'm sure he had a lot to do with Big Red and Brody's character development, who were, you know, I saw him a couple of weeks ago, Big Red, and we had a conversation about Bray and, and Brody for that matter. I mean, they were special, and Bray was special. He was the leader, and there was no doubt who the leader was of that group, and it was just their performance level was up there they were killers they were monsters but they were great wrestlers on top of all that and bray comes from that lineage of mike rotundo his dad his grandfather black jack mulligan mm -hmm. my god barry windham is an uncle yeah you know um it's like god almighty um, and he was one of the, more so than anything, when he walked in the dressing room at the beginning of every night, he just liked the room up. 
he came in the door smiling. He was uh, he was a guy that really, really enjoyed the business and loved the business and was, you know, everything from when the lights would go out, what was supposed to be a monster coming through the curtain, when the lights would go out and everybody would hit their lighter or whatever it was they had to light up the arena and that music played. It made you feel good, even though you knew a monster was at the end of it. It was a weird dynamic that just absolutely worked. And and he was just a good human being. He's just a loss to humanity. Forget the wrestling business. He's a loss to humanity, and we're going to miss him big time, mm. as well as Terry. Yeah. Arn, uh, the Wyatts, they do make their uh, debut on Raw July 8th, 2013, after weeks of these teases and vignettes. And before they enter the arena, Bray cuts an amazing promo uh, from what will become his signature rocking chair. And we have it, and we're going to show this and talk a little bit about it and continue to move on here. Oh, no. I have no followers. I have only brothers and sisters, all in the name of cause. People are sheep. You understand me? They can't lead themselves. They need to be led. People buy and sell fear. They worship war. They crave war. But I'm not afraid of their wars. I created war. And I think it's time for the masses to wake up Wake up, wake up, wake up and look at this line they're living in, man. The world is deteriorating between their toes and they do nothing about it. They only stand there, they whisper and wonder, but they never do anything about it. But I've seen it all in my dreams and in my thoughts and above everything else, I understand this is not the beginning. <laughs> it's the end. <laughs>
Wyatt members attacking Kane. Get out of there, Kane. There's no choice. Get out of there. Trying to fight, trying to fight out of this. Desperately trying to fight out of this, but he's got his legs. So, Arn, that's one way to come and make your presence felt at a wrestling show. You're not going after local talent. You're coming right in, right after the big red machine. Uh, you're, you got the push right from the get-go. You know what I mean? They're off to the races with Bray Wyatt. That's a 300-pound Charles Manson. That's what I get from that character. And they just went right after the resident monster. To your point, they didn't started out with enhancement talent or somebody to be a punching bag. They went right after the the monster. And they convinced me that the shit is on. Today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1. Arn, just one scoop, and it gives you 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk, and better yet, you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you. And it's received 7,000 plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com forward slash arn. Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash arn to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey guys, need to call a quick time out here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. On the latest edition of The False Finish, Zach Gowan talks about reaching the top of the pro wrestling world against incredible physical odds. 
for issues with immaturity got in his way. It's not a talent issue, it's a maturity issue. We want to see you continue to wrestle, try new characters, become a heel, try new things, find a groove. The door is open, just mature a little bit. But it, it, but the, it was almost fatherly, the way he sat me down and explained to me exactly why I was being released. And I'll always remember that, and I'll always thank Jim Ross every time I see him for that. As Dog and Cassio finished up their latest Ask Dog Anything, they kept the party going for ad-free shows members, answering more questions on a bonus overrun. <laughs> we were the main event. Me and Brian Christopher were the main event. Doug was in a um, up there match. Jamie Dundee was in a tag title match, I'm sure. And we just stopped and started playing pool and drinking. Like, that was what we did. We pulled through the median and turned around and just called from a payphone and said, yeah, our car, our car can't make it. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why ads-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. We talked about Terry and his promo style. What was it about Bray's promo style that made him so successful on the mic? Um... What was the movie that uh, that had the guy Jesus Robert De Niro played the the Bray Wyatt character basically? Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Thank God you still got some memory left. I think part of that character was taken from that. If you saw that movie, Robert De Niro, who was a hundred and maybe sixty pounds in that movie, but made you believe he could not be hurt. Bray was 300 pounds. Great amateur wrestler. Great foot, played college football. Great athlete underneath that 300 pounds. He could move around that ring. And he's, the character, he had it so down. So you just, again, that's another one of those guys, very Terry Funkish. Yeah. He, uh, he made that big instant impact on Raw. It's very clear uh, for fans of the Wyatt family, he's going to be a big deal with the company. And, I mean, how could he not be? They are going to have him feud right away with the face of the company. And your pupil, John Cena, in one of the more memorable moments of this feud, Bray reminds Cena that Bray has the whole world in his hands. And uh, we're going to take a look at that interaction between the Eater of Worlds and the face that was running the place at the WWE at the time. It's Cena and the Children's Choir, our eighth clip. We have two more after this, and let's check this out. You guys don't understand. A guy like Bray Wyatt, it won't be long before it's Bray Wyatt versus the world. And at that point, the world's not going to have a chance. See...
Okay, you want to talk about creepy, taking a song that most of us learned in Sunday school. But I think it just speaks to his creativity. I mean, he was just unbelievable with his presentation, his character, his story. Well, think about the story. What a production, by the way. Mm. Hats off to everybody involved with that. Um, Cena's fan base was the kids. That's what Bray Wyatt just took away from him. 
He turned the kids into monsters. That's the story I got from that, which is extremely, extremely frightening. It, it just continues to evolve the cult leader, you know, uh, character Char that Charles he was. Manson. He's a 300-pound yes. Charles Manson. Yeah, no, you said it right. And uh, listen, despite having this amazing debut, his character, the promo, the work ethic, he lost most of the high-profile matches that he competed in. But at Elimination Chamber 2017, he was finally rewarded for his creativity, his work ethic. He wins the Elimination Chamber. He wins the world title. And uh, we have the very ending to this match, clip nine this week. Of horrors has come down to this AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt with the WWE Championship hanging in the belts. Springboard 450! And Styles caught Wyatt, but he hurt himself as well. Got it. For the cover! AJ Styles willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah, and I think AJ has hurt himself. Yeah, it looks like his ribs are injured. He's been he, holding them for a while. He landed a little low. I think he caught a knee of Bray Wyatt's in, in his abdomen somewhere. The bird's eye view of the all-new Elimination Chamber. Four superstars have already been eliminated. We will crown a new WWE Champion. wonder what is going through AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt's minds, what, what it's going to take to win. Exactly it. They got to be creative. A move here, a Try move something there. they've never done. A counter here, a counter there. It totally makes someone's career. And somebody's going to look back with a regret. Brutal proving ground. Phenomenal for North block by Wyatt. Sister Abigail on AJ Styles. Chamber, the Reaper of Souls, Bray Wyatt, has won his first WWE Championship. The era of Wyatt is here. There it is. He wins the World Heavyweight Championship. Finally, uh, what a big-time accomplishment for Bray here. One thing that we can say about him is he was also a talented wrestler, wasn't he? Yes. And that was a long overdue world title run, for yeah. sure. Well, listen, uh, Arn, finally, after leaving the WWE to deal with some deep personal issues and being away from the audience in the ring for over a year, in October of 2022, we're coming up on about a year anniversary already, which is crazy, he returns to SmackDown, and uh, the WWE Universe welcomes him back in a huge way as Bray explains his, his absence from the ring. Our final clip of the week, we're going to watch his return to wrestling in the fall of 2022. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if y'all can read this song, but I, I am I'm incredibly grateful and I'm really, really nervous to be here, but I never thought of this would happen.
And this, this, this right here, this is just me, okay? Yeah, this is a, a version of me that I'm, I've never got to introduce to you guys before. This is just me being me, genuine me for the first time. <laughs> And uh, I just want to share with you, you know, this this past year in my life, I've, I, I lost a lot of things. I uh, I lost my career. I love you too. <laughs> I lost I lost my career. I lost my self confidence. I lost two people who were very very close to me. <laughs> And I, and I lost my, I lost my way. And I, I, and I got to a point where I thought that everything that I'd ever done here or otherwise, I thought it was all meaningless. Nothing I ever did has mattered to anyone. And, and I was, I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Once I was done feeling sorry for myself and I decided to go out in the world again and see people, there were people everywhere, they would say, thank you, Bray, ma'am, when you coming back home? And then every once in a while, there would be someone I would meet that's truly remarkable and you, you know who you are. But these people, they would come to me. They would come to me and they would say, Bray, I just wanted to thank you, man, because I was in a time of need and I lost people that were close to me and I lost my self-confidence and I felt weak and I felt vulnerable. And in this weakened state, I found your words, Bray. I found your words and I just wanted to thank you, man. You saved my life, Bray. I, I don't think about stuff like that. And the thing about that is, is that I can sit here right now today and I can look all of you in the eyes and I can say that you were there when I was weak, when I was vulnerable, when I was down. So I just wanted to say, Thank you. You all saved my life. You wouldn't let me alone. Every time I tried to run away and hide, you were there to find me. When I left things behind, you found them. You chased me. You are the reason. Oh, little one, my little one. Come, come. Come with me, your life is done. Forget the future, forget the past. Life is over. Breathe your land. You got no idea who you're dealing with, do you? Ooh, but you will. <laughs> you will. Arn, uh, before they had the Uncle Howdy 
show up there at the end. He was uh, speaking emotionally from his heart about issues that he was dealing with at the time. He, he was a class act, wasn't he? Well, I think we all just got to see Wyndham Rotundo. Maybe for the first time. Yeah. I knew him in the locker room and backstage and I don't think anything he ever said was more real and cut as deep as what he just said. Hmm. And uh, it's a privilege and an honor to have actually, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Yeah. I'm glad I did. I have a whole nother perspective. I'm sure you do. And uh, I want to thank you for being willing to do this today and uh, talk about Bray and talk about Terry. And uh, it's very emotional as we kind of wrap up this episode. And uh, I'm going to close the show. We're not going to do ads, all that other stuff, but I'm going to close the show with some words from Bray Wyatt about professional wrestling. And this is what he wrote. He said, wrestling is not a love story. It's a fairy tale for the masochists. A comedy for people who criticize punchlines. A fantasy most can't understand. A spectacle no one can deny. Lines are blurred. Heroes are villains. Budgets are cut. Business is business. But it can also be a land where dead men walk. Where honor makes you elite. Where demons run for office. And rock bottom is a reason to rejoice. Woo, it's an escape. A reason to point the blame at anyone but yourself for two to three hours. An excuse to be a kid again, and nothing matters except the moment we are in. Wrestling is not a love story. No, it's much more. It's hope. And in a world surrounded in hate, greed, and violence, a world where closure may never come, we all know a place that has hot and cold hope on tap, for better or for worse. Arn, that's going to wrap us up this week. We went longer than normal uh, because we wanted to pay, make sure that we paid our respects to both Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. And how appropriate is it that next week we're going to resume walking through your career and we're going to discuss the only time you wrestled on pay-per-view for the World Championship and it was against Bray Wyatt's namesake, his uncle, Barry Windham. We're going to look at some other segments from that show. But we want to thank you all so much for joining Arn Anderson and I as we take this special look back on Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt on behalf of Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on Arn. Double J, Jeff Jarrett here to tell you about SaveWithConrad.com. You've heard Conrad talk about the total nonstop savings they've provided current homeowners. But did you know Conrad and his team can also help my world listeners become homeowners? They make buying a home easier than getting the bag after a good housekeeping match. But don't take the last outlaw's word for it. Franklin Dove, Orlando, Florida. After listening to all of Conrad's podcasts and hearing the different stories that he shared, I felt the time was right for me to explore buying a home again and uh, reached out and one thing led to another and finally closed last week. It was excellent. Uh, everything flowed smoothly from my first contact. I just put in the initial request online 
Francis reached out. We started the application process, got the approval moving. Holly was great. Larry Thompson was amazing. Everything was smooth. Communication was perfect. Really, it was a, a much better experience than anything that I could have imagined. My name is Franklin Dove in Orlando, Florida, and I got into my dream home thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. In my world, it doesn't get any better than five stars. Don't let your landlord get over on you. Walk out on that bad deal and stop throwing your money away on rent today with SaveWithConrad.com. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.